0: Have you ever lived in a different culture a culture with different rules and laws this is wednesday july 12th now i spent close to a year abroad in the country of scotland a place very similar to life here at home the adjustment to life in a new place was fairly easy because the cultures are very similar of course we speak the same language and here in the U.S. we've inherited many behaviors that come from the United Kingdom. My family actually originates in the central highlands of Scotland. But there are also many cultural differences. The Scottish people tend to be very private. They open up with very few people and rarely share their lives with those outside their families or clans. Though we speak the same language, they have a more ancient language called Gaelic. Now, very few Scots speak this language today, but the influence of Gaelic culture still remains. For example, in games that they play, the way they form relationships, conduct business, and in many other ways as well. Now, you might wonder, why a cultural lesson as we begin today? Well, let's look at our text And consider that question. This is John chapter 14, verse 21 to 24. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them is he who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? And Jesus answered him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words. And the word that you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. Now we're still working our way through this teaching Jesus gave his disciples on the night he was betrayed. Here, Jesus brings together love and keeping his word or his commands. Now, this sounds almost as if Jesus is giving his, a new law to the disciples. We hear of obedience, doing his will, keeping his word. Is that what he says? Is he replacing the Old Testament law, the Ten Commandments and ordinances, with a new one? No, it is so much more than that. We think of holiness as keeping a set of laws, being faithful to the commands of God. But Jesus is showing the heart and wellspring of true holiness. Holiness is not a standard of living that one must measure up to. It is actually living in a relationship. Here's how the Old Testament, in the Old Testament, the Lord explained this new relationship From the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more. That's Jeremiah thirty-one, thirty-three to 34 So how will we know him? How will we have his law on our hearts? How will the Lord write it there? It will be as we learn about his forgiveness, and we begin to walk in relationship with the Lord You see, this holiness, this faithfulness to God, results from a new love for Jesus that comes from being redeemed and also having his spirit. The best way to think about it, I think, is this. When Sandy and I got married 40 years ago, this new exclusive love relationship created a whole new way of relating to each other. It didn't come with a list of rules or laws to obey, but instead a love to sustain and nurture. The result was a whole new set of claims on my life and also on hers. You see, it wasn't love that made our marriage. It was marriage coming together, committing ourselves to each other that made love. And this is what happens with us and Jesus. When we are redeemed, when our sins are forgiven, when we find peace and joy and freedom in Christ, we're beginning a whole new life with him. We love him, so of course we live in that love. This is why we keep his words. We keep his words not as a burden to obey a law, but in the joy of having communion with God, living in that new relationship. And this is how his law is written on our hearts how we go beyond being taught the law, in a sense, because we already know it. Now, of course, some people read Jeremiah and think that this is talking about what happens when we inherit eternal life and enjoy the fellowship of God in heaven. I think we will know the fullness of this promise then, but you have the relationship right now. This is why the New Testament book of Hebrews tells about this prophecy of Jeremiah more than once. It's referred to repeatedly there. You have this love relationship with the Lord right now. And you also have His Spirit. And the Spirit leads us as we are walking with God. Yes, it's the same as entering into a completely different culture, far more different than Scotland where we do not live the law out of a sense of duty, but we come to enjoy God and live in his love. The law is not the written code, but what it means to live in fellowship with God. And it is here where the Lord is our God and we enjoy life as his people. This is what God intends for us. This is why Jesus came, and this is the life we begin to live right now. We live where our sin no longer stands against us, We and where we live God's word because of this reciprocal love that we share. This is what you might call a relational holiness, being right with God because we are with God, enjoying God, and engaged with what God is doing in the world. And this is the beauty of the gospel. You see, Jesus makes it possible for us to enter into the kind of bond with the Father that he himself enjoys. We need not fear taking the wrong step or making a mistake. Our goal must be to walk in joy with our loving Heavenly Father. Let's pray. Father, we want to turn everything into a rule. Maybe it's the fear of getting life wrong that controls us but we want to learn how to enjoy life with you, to live before your face and in your presence. Thank you for providing your spirit to us so that we can know your presence. In the name of Jesus, we pray, amen.